All right. Um, I want to talk to you today a little bit about uh, a little bit about faith. You know, and uh, I'm going to use one of these. Hope you don't mind if I use this. All right. I, I want to talk today a little bit about faith. Okay, and um, you, you are going to love this. You're going to understand the beginning part of this message. You're going to love it, okay, because it's so true you can relate, I bet. But, uh, you know, a lot of us practice faith e- each and every day, whether we realize it or not. You know, you walk into your house. Oh, i got to stand back here. You, you walk into your house, and what happens? You flip on the light switch, and you have faith that that light switch is going to turn on. Okay, you don't call the, the, the electric company, you don't call the contractor, hey, is this going to work? Are you sure you ran everything properly? No, you flip it on and it's going to turn on. Okay, you, today you walked in, guess what you did? You sat down. You sat down in the pew and you're like, hey, you had faith that it was going to hold you up, that nothing was going to happen. Now, you know what? It's harder when you're my size. Okay, really, you were uh, you were there the week before. I was at Cedar River Baptist Camp there, and I sat in one of the pews in the back, making sure everything was going okay. And when I sat down, I heard a large crack, and I'm like, "Oh, this is not good." Hopefully, nobody heard it. All right, but when four people sitting on my pew stand up and walk away, they heard it. You know. I mean, seriously, I have fallen off of a chair. But you came in today and you sat down, having faith that it was going to hold you up. Now, you know what, my, um, my parents, and I love my parents, and, and uh, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for them. Now, sometimes it was hard because we, we don't believe the same, but um, I wouldn't be where I, where I am without them. But one thing that my mom says and does, they're very superstitious. You know, uh, in one of them, my mom uh, has a dream that she loses a tooth. And apparently that means that somebody close to you is going to die. You know, or, or get hurt or something of that, of that. So my mom's calling me in the middle of the night. Hey, are you okay? I answer the phone. Is your wife okay? Yeah. Is your daughter? Yeah, they're, they're fine. Go check on them. They're fine. Go check on them. And you go and you kind of push on their stomach until they develop. You know, yes, they're fine. You know. One thing that she does, though, is if you lose anything, she runs to the kitchen, she grabs a cup, and turns it over. And she's like, now you will find whatever you've lost. But you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was at her house, and I lost my keys, and I used to warm around my neck. And I'm looking for 20, 30 minutes, and I can't find them. And I'm like, honey, I have no idea where are, honey. I don't call her honey. You know what I mean. Mom, I can't find my keys. And she's like, here, I got it. Turns over a cup. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Within 30 seconds, I found my keys. Uh, Another time, I I, I, I used to work for Nestle. And uh, I lost my keys. And I called my wife. I'm like, honey, I don't know where where my keys are. I have no idea. She's like, I'll take care of it. I'm like, what are you going to do? She's like, I'm like, are you going to come out here? Are you going to bring me a set of keys? You're 45 minutes away. There, I took care of it. Well, what would you do? I turned over a cup. You'll find it soon. <laughs> I found them in my pocket. Now, now, hold on. Hold on. Okay. you got to understand. I have these pockets, and in the pants I had, you had side pockets. And then on top of those, you had another top of the side pockets. So they were hiding. Okay, I'm not, I'm not an idiot, you know, but, but they were hiding. But, you know what, we were putting our faith in the cup. My question today is, what do you have your faith in? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you just 
be with me, God. Lord, I just pray that it's not me here today, Lord, just Lord, preaching out of any type of talent that I might have. Lord, I just pray that you be here today, God, and just speak with the people today, God. And Lord, let them know that they're here for a reason. Lord, they didn't just come in today and couldn't hear from a missionary going to Argentina for no reason. Lord, I, I believe this is what you've laid on my heart and what you want me to uh, convey today, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. So, what are you having your faith in today? You know, ultimately, you need to have faith. So, we're going to focus primarily on three areas in your life where you need to have faith in. And then lastly, I'm going to ask you what your faith is in, and we'll see if it changes throughout the, the, the course of, of the sermon here. You know, but something that that, that that always happened with us is, like I said, I, I would lose stuff. I would come home and I'd get everything out of my pockets, my coat, put it in one stash. You know, and then I, I couldn't find that I lost it. Honey, where's my stuff? And she would turn over a cup. Not because she really believed it. And when you ask her, it wasn't like, well, it worked. You know, it's, it, well, it's just the way it is. No, she's like, it worked for your mother. It must work. You know? But <laughs> I always lost them. But I had a problem with that. I'm like, why? Why do I feel dirty? Why do I feel nasty? Because we're using a cup to help find our items. You know, and I started looking, I started reading in the Bible about faith. And what happens is we were putting our faith in a cup. We weren't putting our faith in Christ. Now, granted, we would pray. And we're like, God, we really got to find these keys. You know, I really got something to do. But then what happens? You pray, you turn over a cup, and when you find the keys or whatever you've lost, you're like, the cup worked again. You know? I mean, it got all the credit. And I felt nasty. So number one, you need to have faith in your life. You know, as I started reading in the Bible, the Bible says in Philippians 4.19, 4, uh, 4, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Matthew 7.11, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? And you start thinking to yourself, you're like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm going to tell you because those two verses played a huge part and us surrendering to the mission field. Because ultimately, we had to have faith. We had to have faith, not in a cup, but have faith that God was going to supply our needs, that He was going to take care of us. You know, um, we, um, we struggled. You know, and, and, and I'm not trying to say that, um, you know, I'm not trying to say I didn't believe in God or that I didn't believe that He would take care of me, but we had to finally, 100%, come to the realization that either you believe this book or you don't. Because either it's right or it's wrong. Either it's true or it's false. You can't be in the middle. So if he says he's going to take care of us, a lot of us believe, hey, well, yeah, he'll take care of us. Well, possibly, maybe, in a way. And we'll pick and choose what, what God says and what we believe to be true. So number one, like I said, have faith in your life. You know, when we surrendered to the mission field, we surrendered under the preaching of Dr. Don Green when he was preaching a message entitled, He's Everything He Claims to Be and More. You know, and at that point, we really weren't sure what it meant, but it was really convicting, and I was fighting. Because up until this point, we thought that God wanted us to go and work in a church somewhere as an assistant pastor, youth pastor. You know, so all of a sudden, I'm sitting, uh, I'm in the service, and, and, and you hear this, he's everything he claims to be and more. And I'm like, God, surely you don't want me, you know? I mean, that's not what you mean. What you really mean is, Adrian, you need to get up and you need to go find a church. That's what you mean. And he's like, no, that, that's not what I mean. And like, but God, you don't understand. Missions is just so hard. You don't understand, God. How am I going to pay for my car? He's like, well, that's simple. I'm everything 
I claim to be and more. No, God, you don't understand, Lord. Lord, how am I going to pay my insurance? How am I going to buy food? How am I going to pay for my rent? How am I going to do anything? I'm everything I claim to be and more. And I'm like, God, you don't understand. I can't do it. He's like, I have everything I claim to be and more. And if you believe that the Bible is true, if you believe that it's right, then you'll believe that I'll take care of you. Hence, when you go back and you see those verses saying, if your dad can take care of you, if your earthly father can take care of you, how much more can I take care of you? Right? I'll supply all your needs. You know, and I, I don't have time to, to, uh, to go into all this. But, you know, when, uh, when we were traveling through Kansas one day, I, I looked at Gabrielle and I was like, I was like, honey, I, like, I want you to ride a horse. You know, I think it'd be fun. I want you, I don't want her to get bored and say, hey, ministry is boring. Ministry is traveling in a car. Serving God's boring. So I'm like, I want to make it fun for her as we travel. And I was like, I want you to ride a horse. You would love it. Your sister would love it. It'd be great. And we're driving through Kansas and she's just like, well, um, are there horses? No, well, there's got to be. It's Kansas. I figured, you know, you figure Midwest, flat, you know, it, it, yeah, sure. Well, we get down there, and all of a sudden, everything but riding a horse happened. I mean, we got to go to a farm and pick some eggs, and, and we got to, to milk a goat and chase some pigs, and, uh, and go to a farm and, and pick up all the, 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 the vegetables. We got to go go-karting. You know, she got all nasty, went swimming in a horse trough. Okay, first, now if that's not fun, I don't know what is. But, you know, at first, she's just like, this is disgusting. And I'm like, no, this is fun. This is childhood. Hello. You know? And the best thing about going go-karting is that they had one that fits me. Okay? No, seriously. Have you ever been somewhere and you're just like, well, I, 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 I don't fit. This, this is too small. This bike's too small. This No. I went there and they had one. Now, my knees were to my chest and I'm driving like this, but I fit. And it went fast. That's all that matters. You know? Uh, she had sleepovers. She had uh, uh, get-togethers. She had fun. And then second to last day, guess what happened? One of the neighbor girls came over to where we were staying and she's just like, hey, I was just riding my horse the other day. And I look at her, I'm like, are, are you serious? You have a horse? Yeah, he's right there. Her name is whatever it was. What does that tell you? This is the way I interpret it. I said, honey, I want you to ride a horse. And God said, hey, you know what? Riding a horse would be so much fun. But how about you go swimming? And how about you have sleepovers? And how about you ride in, in go-karts and you get all nasty and you go swimming in a horse shop as well? Why not? He made it better. Why? Because we had faith and that's what we, we had asked Him for. You know, and as you read in the Bible, a lot of people go to Hebrews chapter 11. Now, unless you know what you're looking for, it's really hard to find out what all these people had in common. Okay, have you ever been reading through the Old Testament and been like... Man, Moses was was a great man. Yeah, he was hesitant. He kind of needed a, a swift kick. But you know what? He served God. Man, did you see everything that Joseph did? What about Abraham? Well, in Hebrews chapter 11, you find out what each person had in common. And as you go down the line, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, By faith Abel offered. By faith Enoch. By faith Noah. It took me forever to find out what they had in common. By faith Abraham. By faith Isaac. By faith Jacob. By faith Joseph. What does that tell you? When, when, when you see these people and you draw what you can from them and you're thinking, man, these are great men of God. What did they have in common? They all had faith. So number one, have faith in your life. Number two, have faith in your strife. Um, David, a two-year-old with leukemia, was taken by his mother to a Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston to see Dr. John Truman, 
who specializes in treating children with cancer and various blood diseases. Dr. Truman's prognosis was devastating. He has a 50-50 chance. The countless clinic visits, the blood tests, the intravenous drugs, the fear and the pain, the mother's ordeal can be almost as bad as a child's because she must stand by unable to bear the pain herself. David never cried in the waiting room and although his friends in the clinic had to hurt him and stick needles in him, he hustled in ahead of his mother with a smile, sure of the welcome he always got. When he was three, David had to have a spinal tap, a painful procedure at any age. And it was explained to him that because he was sick, Dr. Truman had to do something to make him better. If it hurts, remember it's because he loves you, Deborah said. The procedure was horrendous and it took three nurses to hold David still. And while he yelled and sobbed and struggled, when it was almost over, the, the, the tiny boy soaked in sweat and tears, he looked up at the, doc, the doctor and he gasped, Thank you, Dr. Truman, for my hurting. You know what? Will it always be easy to trust God? Will it always be easy? No. Will you sometimes fall? Will you sometimes have to, you know, get some bruises? Yeah. But it's part of it. You know what happens? I, I, what I tell people is, you got to get from point A to point B. And you're blindfolded. You know where you need to go, but you don't know how you're going to get there. And you're wondering, why am I going through this? And somebody's leading you along. But guess what? Even though somebody's leading you along, sometimes you're going to bump into something. Let's say you want to go out that door. You get to that last pew. You might... Just hit your knee. You might hit your shin and it's going to hurt. And you're going to wonder, why did this happen? But that person, God is leading you through it. And he's taking you to the end. You know, it won't always be easy. But we were told to endure the trials that are going to come in our life. And you know what? Uh, trials will come when you try to live by this book. You will always be tried. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, I always thought God was funny. Or, or, uh, or at least he... Uh, at least he... Uh, I believe he thinks he's funny. <laughs> he, uh, in James chapter 1, verses 2-4, to four, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So it says, count it all joy when you fall into temptation. Do you really? Are you happy when you get tempted? I mean, are you? You know, uh, I, I don't know uh, if you've been through Indiana lately, but once we cross the border as we're traveling along, you know, it's, it's ungodly. You know, I have to make sure that my kids are watching something, my wife's reading something, and I'm just looking ahead. Because there's temptation out there. You know, even now, and this is what shocks me the most, you're, you're just channel surfing. And you hear stuff you shouldn't. You see stuff you shouldn't. And it's not fun. So here he's saying, count it all joy. No! It's not funny! You know, it, it's been told that if we desire to increase our faith, we must consent to its testing. Okay, now isn't that kind of like, like patience? Have you ever prayed for patience? Okay? And, and you smirk, which means I know you have. Now what is that? She's prayed for patience. Okay, what does that mean? You usually pray for patience, you get tested. You, you get to actually try out that newfound patience that, they, that you've been asking God for. And we were driving through Kansas in the same trip, and I'm like, God, I'm like, I really don't want to beat these children, God. I love them. You know, and Crystal often will walk through the house, I love my children, I love my children, I love them. <laughs> and it's funny because you're just trying to convince yourself. You know, but I'm like, God, give me patience. And then I remembered what I said. And I'm like, no, God, I'm sorry. Rewind, eject, forget it. God, you covered my sins with your blood. Please cover what I just said. Forget about it. 
And he's like, no, I really think this is going to be funny. Let, let's try it out. We're driving down the road, and all of a sudden I hear Adriana. And she looks cute. She really does. But she starts yelling, no! What happened? Are you okay? I don't want Sissy to look out my window. Really? Really? Yeah. Take care of that issue. All of a sudden she screams again, No! I'm like, what happened? Are you okay? And you're laughing. That's not funny. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? Are you okay? Gab, did you look out her window? No, I'm doing my homework. Then what happened? I don't want Sissy to look at me. Uh, honey, listen, I know it's not fair. Don't look at your sister. Don't look out your window. J- just do your schoolwork. You should be doing your schoolwork anyway. Right? All of a sudden, she screams again. Now, now imagine three, four, five minutes in between, right? All of a sudden, she screams again. And I'm like, what happened? Why? I don't, why are you crying? I can't see outside of Sissy's window. So you don't want your sister to look at you. You don't want her to look out your window. But you cry because you can't see out her window. Yeah. I wanted to beat him. Patience. Patience. You know, like I said, if we desire to increase our faith, it's so much like patience. We have to consent to its testing. You know, as full-time missionaries, we know that, that, that the devil's going to attack. Okay, we know he's going to try our faith. He's going to try our patience. He's going to try our faith. Uh, we were in Ohio once, and uh, we were on our way to, to Michigan. And as guys, guys, I'm sure you understand this. You know how much you work. You know how much you're going to make. You know what you have to do. You know what you're going to pay. You know, and when you fill up the tank, hey, I'm going to fill up my tank, and it will go X amount of miles. Am I right? I look at my wife and I'm like, honey, we have X amount of money. We have one Philip. Okay? It'll get us there. Okay? We have one Philip. I'm like, but that's it. I don't know where anything else. I don't know what we're going to eat. And I look at her and I'm like, honey, we need to pray. And we pray and we're like, God, we're doing what you called us to do. Your word says, and again, this comes from the beginning. Your word says you're going to take care of us. You're going to supply our needs. Well, you know what? I'm needy right now. I'm going to trust you that you're going to supply our needs. And we drive off to Michigan. Okay? And I look at my wife and I'm like, honey, listen, two words. Dollar menu. Okay? No, you, I'm not kidding. I look at her and I'm like, okay, listen, if that's not good enough, because we'll get sick of that eventually. I'm like, peanut butter and jelly. She's like, but I don't like peanut butter and jelly. I'm like, well, you're pregnant. It's different. We can work something out. She's like, no, I'll eat peanut butter and jelly. You know, that's what we have to do, so that's fine. You know what, thank God for a wife who would actually, you know, not put, you know, saying, well, I don't want that. I'm too good for that. You gave me an out. I'm going to take that out. You know, we get to Michigan. We check in. Normally what happens is if you're going to be at a church on a Sunday morning, the pastor uh, will meet with you Sunday morning. You know, he'll get you a hotel normally. And... uh, we checked in our hotel, got, you know, got all unpacked after driving the next amount of hours, and I forget, it was probably like six or seven hours. Unpack, the, you know, unpack, get settled in, and I'm like, hey, well, there's a McDonald's across the street. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a big guy. I figured you grab two McDoubles and a McChicken, put them all together, and, and make what I call an incredible Hulk. You know? <laughs> My blood's got, I'll be good. I'll, I'll hate myself later, but it'll fill me up now. And uh, the pastor calls. He's like, hey, did you make it in all right? I'm like, yeah. You know, everything's great. Hey, how's it looking? Like, you know, the hotel is great. You know, we we made it in. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thanks for having us, right? We show up. Or uh, he's on the phone. He's like, hey, would you like to go out to eat? (laughs) 
Preacher, that sounds great. And you're trying to hold your composure. You know, you're excited, right? And you're like, sure, Preacher, Preacher, that sounds great. Yeah. Hey, is an hour too soon? <laughs> I'm starving. An hour sounds great. I'm sure we can do that. You know, hang up the phone. And I'm like, bless God, honey, guess what? We're going to Tim Hortons tonight. And he said I can get whatever I want. I'm going to get soup and a sandwich. And I might even get coffee. I don't know. But we got food. I got excited. Because he supplied our needs. You know, and then you start thinking, well, well, hey, where's breakfast coming from? Well, let me tell you. You look at the, you look at the hotels and it should say, free continental breakfast. If it doesn't say that, you look for a waffle iron. If they have a waffle iron, that means you know where breakfast is coming from. Okay? And if you don't know where lunch is coming from, you just make more waffles. Take them home, put them in your bag, and then you just get all excited. And you're like, hey, hey, Gabs. Guess what? We're having waffles for lunch, honey. We're having breakfast for lunch. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You get excited. You know, we have breakfast. We go to the church and then you're done, right? We go off to our next meeting. Pastor's like, hey, would you like to go out for lunch? Listen, I learned. Sometimes you want to be modest and say, no, preacher, it's okay. We really got to get going. But you know what? I think that's God answering our prayer. And God's saying, hey, you want to be taken care of on the road? I'm going to take care of you. And he took us to Tim Hortons again. So we had our dinner, we had breakfast, we had lunch, and we got taken care of, so now we can go home. Why? Because we had faith. Now you know what? In the Bible you can find the answers to any problems that you're going through. So remember, you need to have faith in your life, you need to have faith in your strife. So you start thinking about it, you're like, hey, what, um, who in the Bible had strife issues? Who had to have faith when, when things just didn't look good, when things were looking down? A lot of people think about Daniel. But I like to think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay? And I, again, I'm not going to read it for sake of time. But what happens? Nebuchadnezzar built a statue to himself. And he said, when you hear all the instruments playing, I want you to bow down to that statue. All of a sudden, he's got these guys coming up to him. Say, Nebuchadnezzar, you're not going to believe this. There's these three Hebrew guys who said they're not going to bow down to you. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to want to talk to these people. And he brings them forward. He talks to them. And he's like, what's going on? Why aren't you, you know, they're telling me you're not going to bow down to me. And this was their answer. It's in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. They answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Did you catch those words? But if not. What does that mean? Listen, I understand, king, that you're going to throw me. I want to pretend that you're the evil king, okay? So, your wife, she's probably like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I know it's got some truth behind it. But you know what? I'm like, listen, king, I understand that you're going to throw us in the fiery furnace. But you know what? We're not going to bow down. We might die, but you know what? I have a God who can save me. I have a God who can deliver me and my friends. Did you know that, King? He can, but you know what? But if not, but if He chooses to let us go through that trial, if, if He chooses for us to get, you know, that, uh, that, you know, scraped up a little bit, you know, maybe go through the trial a little bit longer, I still won't do what you're asking me to do. I still won't serve your gods. And that's what happens to a lot of us. We go through a trial, and we're like, God, how am I going to get through this? But you know what? You choose to try to take care of that trial in yourself instead of having faith and saying, God, you're going to take care of me. God, maybe I'll have to go through that trial a little bit longer. You need to have faith in your strife. 
Don't let the devil win. Number one, have faith in your life. Have faith in your strife. Or life, have faith in your strife. And number two, and number three, have faith in your afterlife. Okay? My problem was this. I'm telling you, we're coming back to the end. My problem is this with this cup. You know, you're probably saying, Adrian, Brother Adrian, I've never heard of flipping a cup upside down to find what I've lost. I've never heard of that before. But all of us have a cup in our life. All of us have something that we're putting our faith in other than Christ. What bothered me was this, was the fact that I could trust God with my soul. I can trust Him that He saved me. And I'm like, God, Your Word says that, that if I ask You to come and hear my heart, you know that, that You're going to come in and You're going to save me. And You're going to take me to heaven when I die. Because that's what Your Word says. But when it comes to something else, you trust in the cup. You know what? Maybe you have a need and you trust in your job. Maybe you trust in your youthfulness. Maybe you have your, 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 your faith in your 401k. You know, hey, I got it all taken care of. I don't need God. I don't need faith. I have whatever this cup is to you. You know, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the object of our faith. He's proven Himself trustworthy. He created the world we live in. He lived a blameless life without sin. He served and sacrificed to the point of dying on the cross for us. He overcame death and arose from death. He was God who came in flesh. He has power over death and power over life. He's worthy of our trust. What in the world did this cup ever do for you? This cup's never done anything for you. You know, I was having so much faith that this cup found my keys. It found what I was, what I've lost. And you know what? I was at home. I was at my parents. I lost my phone. She's like, turn over a cup. And you find it funny, but it really isn't. Because you know what? As much as I love my mother, she was putting her faith in this cup. She's like, oh, I, I trust that God's going to take me to heaven. I do, Adrian. I do, because I'm a believer. I'm covered by the blood. Well, bless God, Mom. But you're trusting a cup to find your keys. You trust Him with what's so important, but you can't trust Him with something as minuscule as finding a lost item or maybe paying a bill or getting you through to the next day. Have you trusted Christ as your Savior today? If you're here today and you are not 100% sure, but if you were to die today, that you would go to heaven, you have to get that taken care of today. And you'll have a chance. You know, I just have a challenge for you. Build real faith. It's nothing new. You know, the apostles in Luke 17, 5... uh, The Bible says, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Just ask God for more faith. The American writer Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, We live by faith, or we do not live at all. Either we venture or we vegetate. If we venture, we do so by faith, simply because we cannot know the end of anything at its beginning. We risk marriage or we stay single. We prepare for a profession by faith or we give up before we start. By faith, we move mountains of opposition. Or we are stopped by molehills. And you know what? I'll, I have more. I really do. <laughs> but I know you're just like, hey, there's food downstairs. On <laughs> a serious note, I just want to give you a challenge. You know, a lot of us, this is how we pray. And we're like, God, Lord, I love you. Lord, thank you for my salvation, God. But God, give me more faith. God, can you imagine what I can do with more faith. God, I don't need to move mountains. I really don't, but I just need more faith. God, if you give me more faith, can you imagine what I can do for you? Can you imagine what I can accomplish for you? God, just give me more faith. The challenge is this. Why don't you use the faith that you have now, however little or big it may be. Use it now for God and let God increase it. 
You know, I can honestly say that we have more faith now, seven months into our deputation, than we did a, a, a year now or 14 months ago when we surrendered. Why? Because we increased it little by little. We're like, hey, Lord, yeah, it's me again. Hey, hey it's hard. But God, I, I'm going to trust that you're going to supply my need. And I'm going to surrender to your will for my life. And I'm going to go be a missionary, God. And then it grew a little bit because we used the faith that we had. And then with that little bit that we had, God, hey, listen, uh, I need to pay for my bill this month. I need to pay my phone. God, I, I don't know where it's going to come from, God, because I'm working for you and you're my boss. So uh, I really got this need, God. And he took care of it. And then when the trial and the, and the, the opportunity came for us to find out where we were going to have our next meal, because I'm telling you, I'm not a big McDonald's fan anymore. I mean, I'm not kidding. But that's what we were going to do. And I'm like, God, I'm going to trust you. Because if you think about it, if I was in Ohio going to Michigan, if I had enough money to make it to my next destination, that means that I had just enough money to make it back home. And I could have said, God, I, <laughs> logically, I, 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 I can't know what's going to happen. But no, because of the faith that we were building upon, we trusted him. And guess what? He provided and our faith grew. Use the faith that you have now for him and let him in, in, increase it. Don't wait and say, God, give me more faith and then I'll go. Then I'll give. Then I'll serve. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be here, God. Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here today, Lord, that, that has never asked you to come into their life, Lord, to save you. I, Lord, I just pray that they would get that taken care of today, God. Right now, there's so many people, Lord, in Argentina that, that are putting their faith, God, in their works, God. They're putting their faith in, in the, the, the suffering that they go through, God, to bring them to heaven, Lord. And I pray that if there's somebody here today, God, that's putting their faith in something or in someone other, uh, other than you, God, to take them to heaven, I pray that they get, get that taken care of. Lord, if there's somebody struggling with their faith here today, God, <laughs> whatever it might be, God, I pray that they will come forward and get that taken care of, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Let's all stand. Lord spoke